0: Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome to Nightfall with Dataman Dash. And uh, today, our guest is going to be a multi-title shoutcaster who has been around for years. Probably saw him around in the VCTs, WCS, ESL, the Legends circuit. I mean, he's been around. And Dash, uh, name a competitive title. He probably casts it. And, uh, well... Let's welcome our guest, please, Husky. Hey, Husky. Thank welcome you. to the show. Welcome Thank you for having me. <laughs>
1: well, it's great to be here. I can give you one competitive title that I have not shall casted, mm. and that title is a Counter Strike Global Offensive. Oh, uh, really? I mean, yeah, yeah. Pretty surprising, right? Because I I think a lot right. of people uh, assume that I have done that simply because I've done so many titles, but no, I've not done CS:GO before. Mm. I've hardly even played that game because uh, yeah. I think my first set of PS was. Uh, Overwatch. Oh, Ooh. yeah. So that's where I started FPS. Yeah, I'm a mobile guy, so PSGO is not on the list. Yeah, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: I, I was surprised though. That, like, you started with Overwatch, right? And is it a kind of a big scene in, in SG? Uh, MSG,
1: yeah, well, I started. My first FPS was overwatch but my first mm. uh, the first title I casted was League of Legends Ooh, uh, that time Lee it was gang. Like, what, point, <laughs> 2017 gang. yeah so like I think they didn't mention the Legends circuit right so I, I was I started uh, in the on the Legends circuit a uh, 2017 summer so that was around I think towards the end of May. Uh, May 31st Yeah So May 31st mm-hmm. Was the first Was day one of uh, TLC Summer 2017 uh, at, at that time I think You know uh, Garena Malaysia is still around So we had We had uh, Your local teams Like uh, domestic teams Like for example uh, KL uh, For Malaysia You know The the, the icon would be Puala Lumpur Hunters mm-hmm. uh, For Singapore It would be Singapore Sentinels You know And, and for uh, yeah. Thailand It would be Bangkok Titans And uh, so on and so forth Yeah So that's where I started. I think the scene, I wouldn't say it's really big, at least not in MYSG. But there's a very dedicated uh, player base. There's a very dedicated fan base that uh, loves playing the game uh, and enjoys competing. Yeah. But obviously, we we know how that went, you know, as time went on. But at that time when I joined, uh, it was was a very good... I would say it was probably the peak, or at least uh, we are... uh, in the midst of the peak Of the local scene Yeah, yeah.
0: So the, uh, So you started in League As a caster right mm-hmm. But What we want to know is uh, Well I, f- I feel like uh, A lot of the people Know Husky as Husky But not really a lot mm-hmm. Knows Husky as who He was Before he was in Esports Or who
1: he is I mean, in uh, Outside of Esports
0: I'll tell you
1: one thing <laughs> A lot of people Don't even know My real name Because that's. People are just so uh, used to calling mm-hmm. me by my yeah my yeah handle, right? so yeah. A lot of people don't even know my real mm-hmm. name. Yeah, actually I, me too. I, yeah,
0: I just know Husky's name <laughs> is Brian because Otto uh, Lewis yeah, is right. Brian and, and Husky is Re- Brian. But Brian, yeah, oh, yeah. Right. yeah,
1: exactly, yeah. So Kobe Bryant, that Bryant. Mm. The thing is, like, people can't like. So people. Um, they a lot of people don't know my real name, and like if they want to go on social media to look for it, uh, those on Facebook probably would never know my real name. <laughs> and my Facebook name—it's <laughs> the weirdest name ever. So there's a story behind that, right? My my Facebook okay. name um is so. was a nickname that my friend gave me, mm. uh, randomly in primary school so around I think the uh, primary, so primary school for school. us like, yeah 7 to 12 years old that's where we go primary school Ah, Ooh. I forgot at what age but at one point I just got the nickname and it stuck with me so it actually goes deeper there's a rabbit hole to it so <laughs> uh, yeah let's go into it <laughs> so so there's a so uh, in Malaysia at least um, we're a multicultural mm-hmm. country right but at least amongst us Chinese uh, when we call other people sometimes we don't use like their full name we don't uh, for example um, People call me like Ah Chuan For example Right I have friends that I call them Like Ah Sam Ah Guan uh, So on and so forth You get the idea So the Ah is kind of like How you address people Like how you call people uh, mm, That mm, you are close to it's Kind of like a Nickname-ish So that's the origin of The, uh, the first part of my Facebook name uh, Actually me and my friends We all use that The Ah As, our, as the first name for Facebook that's name That's cute um, <laughs> the second part is the interesting one So mm. uh, due to genetics I have grey hair at a very young age And you know oh, when really? people When we were still mm. kids Yeah I have a lot of grey hair So people mm. associate grey hair with age right and, Yeah and, right you know, Guy with grey hair means that you're a dad Or a granddad um, mm. and, An uncle And uh, in, in Mandarin <laughs> In Mandarin a uh, Father is called Baba so mm. that's how i got baba and chuan yeah. is my it's my last name so there you have it that's my facebook name mm.
0: <laughs> so you, so you yeah. just translated your name is literally daddy chuan <laughs>
1: yes <laughs> so my friends would call me baba uh in front of my parents like mm. when they come over to my house uh, <laughs> they would call me that even right now like at this age <laughs> when we meet they still call me that. Mm. I think that's the craziest thing. So this thing is so so if, like my friends have been calling me daddy for more than a decade. You know, <laughs> so I went from I went from being a a predator to someone who is just who is just has weird king because everyone calls me daddy. I'm gonna I'm if gonna if you think about it on. that way, it, yeah. I'm gonna start calling. I'm gonna
0: start yeah, calling right. us keep hey. Daddy Chuan. for <laughs> you. But, but yeah, so. Uh, talk to us about how Or during that time You said 2017 Was when you got into The scene really And it was League yeah. But at the time What were you doing? Like were you in college? Were you in high school? Or, or I was what in college was, Yeah
1: uh, I, I was doing my degree So uh, with My degree in, uh, in Mass communication oh. I think it was mm. Probably like halfway through the the whole the whole course, so I think like sem two or three. I don't remember, right? I
2: have a question um,
1: before yeah? before we follow through.
2: Mass communication does that help
1: in what you do, right? Now? <laughs> the course think, did it help? <laughs> I think it. I think it does. I think it does <laughs> to a to a certain extent. Um, so. I I was fortunate enough enough to have learned some things before I even started the course. Mm -hmm. Um, Like I did video editing in in high school and all that. But I think the course generally teaches us, um, I think, production stuff. So I think there's a lot of production stuff. It it teaches us things about like the gun chart, uh, production flow. So I think that general knowledge is is pretty helpful. Mm -hmm. But a lot of things I had to pick up on the go. Um, and, and at the time, I was also involved with... I was very actively involved in a lot of clubs and society. So uh, I was involved in Toastmasters. If you guys heard of that. What's Toastmasters? Uh, so, so Toastmasters is an international public speaking club. So they're all around the world. Yeah, Check so, it out. So, and wow. Oh, yeah, wow. You got to pay to, to join. Um, mm. It's not cheap, but I think it's worth it because they have very... They have uh, speakers ranging from, you know, amateur to very experienced and they actually teach you how to speak publicly, right? Mm. So present yourself. So they have modules and all. They have the the basic module and then when you complete that, they have advanced modules so on and so forth. Uh, I think that also helped me. Um, But I was studying at the time. Yeah, I think it was my first or second SEM. I got the email uh, from Garena because they, they had this this application where they were looking for casters or they were looking for people Ooh. who want to become casters at that time so they would provide training um, obviously there were some requirements and at the time i think the requirement to join is that you have to be at least platinum in, in your rank uh, in, in really? rank. league in league oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and i hit platinum that season so it's like when yeah let to give it a shot 2017 20 2017 Ooh. yeah yeah That's i amazing. think it's plat
0: yeah, these were so, the days um, where... Uh, sorry, Husky, continue. <laughs> yeah, it was a good day.
1: I It was a good day where I think like yeah. I was actively... I was going to the cyber cafe a lot.
0: Yeah, um, now that you mentioned yeah. cyber cafe, yeah. that was my point. Because uh, around that time was the same time, around the same time that Dash and I were... We went to the same... <laughs> we, I'm still going to the same college. Dash yeah. was, was in that same I transferred college. away. Yeah. Mm, right. And around that time was when uh, this new... Uh, this <laughs> This new cyber cafe just opened up near <laughs> like right in front like in the street just outside our uni it's where right. this huge cyber cafe just opened up and it's like what 70 computers so when it's oh f- uh, yes what an interesting background before that mm-hmm. that tell, tell Husky
2: our, our background in our school because <laughs> back in the back in the day our, our university is like the whole population is like almost 80% of the population of the whole place or like the whole street the whole whole city
0: the whole city yeah yeah Yeah. right right yeah so essentially that's an interesting place yeah essentially (laughs) essentially imagine a whole city like not just mm-hmm. ev- not just in the uni, but out, out around the university, people, the all, everyone, almost everyone you encounter is a student, and then this cyber yeah. cafe opens up, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> so so you can imagine that every Friday night, or not even just Friday nights, even every night, it's, f- it's filled to the brim. Weekend. It's filled <laughs> to the brim with people with, with students, and well, Dash and I, as a league fanboys, we uh, went there every day. <laughs>
1: It was, it was that, a- that was me <laughs> So mm. Like uh, the, the area that I, I Was studying uh, The cyber cafe So I stayed In a dorm right Cause yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I came from A different state mm. I, I think uh, For you guys It's kind of like A different province right Yeah, um, yeah exactly so I, had to try, so I had to Go out of state to, to study college, uh, I stayed in a dorm and my dorm was right beside my college, so I was the few ones who could wake up like fifteen minutes before class, put on a hoodie, and just go to class. Yeah, but <laughs> no, there were multiple it. cyber that cafes <laughs> yeah. with uh, tons of PCs, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I I prob- I probably been there like so if there's twenty four hours a day, I probably at some point. <laughs> In my college life, been there every single hour of the day. So oh like, I've seen how it is like in the morning. Yeah. How is it like <laughs> in, a, uh, in the middle of the night? Um, the, the thing about Cyber Cafe is that yeah. by... So you, you actually can't open past 12 a.m. So there's a law for that, Ooh. I think. Okay, um, Interesting. A, a lot of Cyber Cafes stay open. Um, hours, time, yeah, and, right? and the one that I go to stays open in a very ch- ch- uh, cheeky manner. So they have this one front glass door, right? That you yeah, just yeah. walk in. Yeah. Once twelve AM comes, they pull down the shuttle. Oh, that's. And then weird. they have this side door that you have to like press the alarm, and then oh. they'll let you in. Yeah. Oh, that's pretty cool. And then, oh, that's like a that's secret, secret,
0: secret button. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and every time, and every time someone leaves, someone uh. opens the door. It so has this very loud. Very loud Alarm system That goes off <laughs> <laughs> So you would know That if people Are coming in Like if the door Is open or not It's, it's crazy, it's crazy. It goes,
0: Yeah it goes, yeah That it, so, sounds Pretty cool it sounds so them, yeah. if In
1: the middle Of the night You hear an alarm Go off That's probably The cyber cafe Probably someone <laughs> Decides to either Go in or, or leave The cyber cafe Yeah
2: I mean What's surprising There is that It has an alarm system right? yes, yes. Will everyone Even from outside Hear it Yeah
1: well, it's not super loud, but if oh. you're around the block, you probably hear, uh, hear it. So, so that it that the
2: purpose if it's heard outside. <laughs> yeah, yeah. People know go, the going right?
1: <laughs> Yeah, because like, so so those shop lots, um, mm. the first floor is always uh, shops, right? Eateries, uh, mm, yeah. uh, convenience stores, cyber cafes. But uh, from the second floor onwards, it's actually dorms. So people, Ooh, um, there ah. are people who like... You know, install partitions, uh, partitions, yeah. and then turn it into individual rooms. So I stay in one of those rooms. Um, the only bad thing is, is that you get no sunlight because mm. you don't you don't see outside, right? Like I mean, your room windows face into the corridor. So <laughs> I wouldn't know if it's raining. I wouldn't know if, if it's more than a no thunderstorm. <laughs> like I wouldn't even know if it's nighttime or daytime, uh-huh. like Because it's so dark. Yeah. Oh. So so that's the environment uh, I lived in, but. Uh, Yeah so I was saying uh, When Garena put out that That notice I I registered And I was like Yeah I hit plan I can try it out And I had no idea What to expect And uh, one day I believe it was a Thursday I just finished my Toastmasters session. I was uh, walking. Uh, I was trying to wait for my. Grad. I was ordering my grab basically, and then an email came in, and the email was basically, uh, "Congratulations, you've been selected. Oh. Uh, here are the, here are the dates. You know, like uh, when you attend. Here's what we're gonna go through. Something that, yada, yada, yada." Uh, yeah. And I remember, like, I was walking down uh, the, the, the courtyard of one of the universities I was in, because that's, as Toastmasters happened in, in different universities. I don't have to just attend the one that I'm in. I can go to the ones in other unis. And I was like, Interesting. Okay. Yeah. I was like, low key jumping for joy. But I, I was not in public, right? So I, I was like, I can't do it. Can't do it. It's so awkward. Like, I can't do it. But I was really happy. Holding it in. You know? <laughs> yeah. I was holding it in. Yeah. And. And the next day I think it, Either it was a week after Or like the next day mm-hmm. Or something It was on a Friday uh, Friday Yeah Friday or Saturday mm-hmm. Something like that I think it was a Saturday And I, I went for it um, And that's where, I, that's where I met Contra and Gideon um, It was supposed to be Eight sessions And two sessions per weekend And we were uh, taught by this uh, League of Legends coach I, I think he's Not a coach anymore But he was uh, This guy called Crow um, Was a KLH coach And then he went to CB Law For a while mm-hmm. Yeah, so he taught us. Okay. Yes, and I think towards the very end. So the plan was after the last session, you have a mock cast, right? So to it's called an evaluation, I think, mm, so yeah. to see if you are good enough to be on camera. Like mm. if they if you pass then then good, you can go ahead. If you not, then they'll probably give you more uh, uh, training, I guess. But the funny thing is when we approached that point, yeah. TLC summer was about to start.
0: Mm. and they
1: needed people. Oh, <laughs> then they okay. called us up and they were like, "So, uh, TLC summary is about to begin. Um, would you like to do it?" And I was like, "Yeah, sure." I had to. So I was in the library. I remember I was prepping for an exam <laughs> or something. And I had to walk <laughs> yeah. out. I took the call and I was like, "Yes, of course I'll do it." So, in the middle of our training, so I think it was like fourth session, third or fourth session, we we would we would uh, go to the training or something. Mm. And then after that, we will go live. So that that was how we we started. Um, we, how, we basically Trial by fire. How long? Uh, was sessions were? I think two hours per day. I think. Ooh, okay. Yeah, I I don't remember. But we had some really interesting uh, uh interesting practical practice. Well, practices mm. that that helped us. But we were troll in Trial by fire, and yeah, May thirty first, twenty seventeen was the was the first cast. Uh, oh, I remember literally. I did the very last game of the day, mm. so it was like 10, 11 pm. Yeah, but it was it was really fun. I think it was it was uh, it was a great way to to jumpstart everything because I <laughs> so, think all of us were doing it just for just because we liked it. So and that was we to try it out.
0: So that was your very first broadcast, and it was already TLC. Mm.
1: Yes, that was my very first broadcast. Oh my I think man. I think oh, the good man. thing about us, of uh, me and the rest, is that we had a we had a foundation. I think Arena was really supportive um, yeah. up to the day that they 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 closed down. Really supportive of us. Even when the scene was was uh, dying, and then when Garena Malaysia was you know uh, closing down, um, I think they foresaw that, right? They foresaw that uh, things uh, might change, you know, because of uh, budgets and all, priorities shifted, Um, and they actually gave us, I wouldn't say a way out, but they gave us alternatives. So, so they got us into Free Fire. Mm -hmm. Um, They let us try uh, Arena of Valor. So th- Ooh, like so oh, so in the event that yeah. League of Legends somehow um, dies down, we have somewhere to go to, right? They they don't want to just let us go like that. Uh, I think yeah. I think that's very nice of them. Uh, I we worked with a very experienced uh, and very friendly production crew. Yeah, and a lot of them are actually still around in, in different companies. Some of them are in ASL, some of them are in Menisky, Um mm-hmm. But yeah, overall, you
2: still like. <laughs> Yeah, Uh, every once in a
1: while, it's a very rare occasion. But when I meet them, I I I try to talk to them as much as possible because everyone is very busy, busy, right? Mm. Like some of them are production guys, some of them are probably doing business development. But they're all around. I think that's the that's the thing that that um, makes me realize that oh my god, time flies. Like five (laughs) years ago, we were in the same company, and right now, that we're everywhere. But everywhere I go, I see you know I see some of them around. Yeah. Um, Yeah, some of them are in VSPN. You know, uh, I think there's some in IO as well. Basically, you get the full generation of Karina (laughs) and white people uh, everywhere.
0: Yeah, Yeah, it's pretty interesting because I've uh, I'm seeing a trend where people or casters generally start during college, right, and then they progress towards the higher sort of um, parts of casting, rather no, the higher tiers of casting as they go and finish college, and then Mm -hmm. they decide should they pursue esports or am I going to go for my course instead like so what was that decision like for you or was was there even one because you were part of the garena thing
1: there is Mm. so Mm. i i think i think when i first started doing it obviously it's just because i wanted to try it and it's something that i I do enjoy uh and i think yeah, yeah it's video games right so towards so i think after tlc so tlc was the second last uh uh Official circuit that we had, right? Mm. The, our last one was called LCN League of Legends circuit, uh, Championship Malaysia 2018. That was like the very last one. And I re- remember uh, while they were while they were uh, planning for it, they actually gave me a contract um, to be in Garena for six months just for that. Uh, mm. I, I I think like my official title is game operations or something. I'm not really sure, but <laughs> um, I was. I think that's where I really got to explore a lot of things. Uh, I think interviewing i was writing articles about team features i was doing a lot of so i don't know if you guys remember back then i think uh uh EULCS, they love to do all these play by play breakdown where they had this yep. champion that highlighted and then they have all the skills all the skill that will cycle through all the after effect stuff yeah so we were doing that as well and i was helping out with that uh and, and my goal at that time was to um Give the players And the team's Personalities Instead of them Just being mm. robots that play games Yeah, yeah. I, I wanted to You know uh, Push them into the Into the community um, Sadly I think um, What I didn't account for Was a lot of people Don't like reading So my <laughs> articles Yeah uh, People still read it But I think It didn't achieve The reach that I wanted it to mm. But I still enjoy Writing ab- about Those guys I still enjoy Talking to them a lot uh, and also, I think at that time, uh, it the, the numbers of the community was already was already dwindling, and there were a lot of other factors. The, like for example, uh, we are we're not winning any regional tournaments, so you know, like year after year, it gets worse. Uh, people just some people lose trust, right? And of course, players they also burn out. Uh, but after LCM, um, that's where things really start to change, and. Even while that was going on uh, We were already given opportunities to do like AOV and all that um, And when LCM finished There was no more uh, official league circuit I think everywhere Maybe except for Vietnam, right? Because now it's called VCS and, and recently, like two years ago, we got PCS But at that time um, Garena, I think they were laying off people and all Yeah And eventually they closed down So we, we waved goodbye to Garena Yeah, and... Uh, also around that time I was Getting ready to graduate So Of course my parents were like You know um, You don't need to worry About money right now You know We can provide for you Just focus on your studies don't you know, Get good grades But for me I was like No I think I've, I'm have very invested I spent One year Building up my career And I want to focus on it um, My plan was to finish Degree and go to uh, study masters In in, in uh, UK yeah. But I dropped mm. that idea Because I really wanted To continue this And I don't really fancy The thought of like Leaving for two years And coming back Yeah, Like even though There's yeah. a place Probably a place for me I, I don't want that So back and forth With my family And uh, eventually They accepted it And it was Not until last year That I decided To go full time Into this And mm. oh, wait, so Not last year Two years ago Two yeah. years ago mm. When So the first lockdown in Malaysia was uh, March 2020. Mm-hmm. Yep. So before that, I was doing full time job as a social media manager, content uh, slash uh, copywriter. For six months, I quit that job, and I went to direct sales because uh, I was very tight on finances, so I had to get, get something, right? So I was offered two jobs. One is a very secure job, a copywriter with a very decent salary, and one is direct sales that is 100% commission. So if I don't make any sales that day, I'm not getting any money. Yeah, no money, uh, yeah. Yeah. Guess what I picked? Direct sales. Cause oh. I was like, oh. I wanted to try something new, right? I could have hmm. sat there, write stuff and get money, but I think I wanted to try something new. I wanted to try, uh, I wanted to learn new stuff, get out of my comfort zone. So I went for direct sales and one month in I quit because I I really couldn't do it, it's not my thing. The people were nice, but the job is not for me. Uh And that's where the lockdown started. Right after I quit, we went into lockdown and I was like, what do I do now? I don't have money. (laughs) I don't have much money to my name, but it's a lockdown. Uh, I just got my PC like a few months ago. You know what? I'll take a gamble. I'll go full-time casting and i did it and then and the gig i got afterwards was i think mpl mm. and i got the one esports daughter to c league and PMPL. Ooh. so everything went off wow. really well and uh till today i'm still doing it full time so i think i'm very very blessed
0: well so that brings me to my next question then do you think you would have still pursued uh, esports as a full-time career if it wasn't for the lockdown
1: I think I would have uh, Always had that consideration mm. mm-hmm. Just that I think because of the lockdown I had to make a choice right Yeah. And I, I was taking like really bad gambles <laughs> If I could call it that um, But even without the lockdown I, I'm pretty sure I would still Pursue it But maybe not as decisive as I would have been I would probably be looking for other jobs On the side because I don't know what to expect Yeah. Um, so I, I guess yeah. I'm glad that the lockdown happened um, <laughs> Yeah I feel like because if it's not mm -hmm. if it's not for this, I probably will go into broadcast. Because the plan was that Mm. I finish my studies and I'll 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 be a radio DJ or I'll do a production in a radio station. Something regard something related to broadcast. Yeah, that's probably where I'll go. I think most of the
2: people that are honestly, there's a lot of if i may say like lockdown caster baby (laughs) yeah that's me that's me me right there (laughs) that's me too honestly that's me too (laughs) that's when i also started casting i don't know man there's there has been i don't know why all the opportunities came out when the lockdown punch in probably because everybody's finding entertainment right and also there's really nothing to do outside because you really can't go outside because of the lockdown mm-hmm. that's why almost a lot of people really went into casting uh, it's like there's a surge of casters after after the lockdown just punched through yeah, i
1: think it's malaysia the same though? here yeah yeah we actually have a lot um but the interesting thing is so majority of the demographic in malaysia are are malays i think i mm-hmm. uh, yeah, are malays 70% I, I don't know the exact figures but that they're the majority right so um, that means that uh, Malay language broadcast the Bahasa broadcast is uh, highly uh, viewed mm. because of the demographic itself so there were a lot of uh, Bahasa casters popping up left right and center um, mm. and some of them are actually really successful right now or at least are on their way to being that but for English casters that's where uh, we run into some problems because we actually don't have much English casters mm. uh, at least those who are uh, active, um, yeah. and we we hardly get any new ones or people who want to try. Or there are some people who try, but because it's not a full time thing for them, it's because it's just something on the side, you don't see them often. Uh, even right now, um, we don't get much of uh, people wanting to try out, and it's understandable, right? Because if you yeah. if you're in Malaysia and you know there's a tournament going on and there's English and BM broadcast, obviously the viewership is going to go to the Basser side. So there's like this very weird priority for English casters. um, That some some of us would be like, you know what, local viewership not a big deal. Uh, What we have an advantage over if we if we get there is that you know regional events, something that that's where the international audience comes in. Um, For the Barcel casters, they also get to do their their cast in Barcel. You know, they get the live feed, um, and it caters to the local demographic. So it's kind of like a win-win situation, but. Yeah, I think the state of for us is just that we don't have enough English casters or there's a, there's a very less less of us.
0: Mm. I don't know if it's the same thing in the pH. I think it's I uh, it depends on the game because um, for example uh, that's, in, that's for example right. in Valorant <laughs> there's plenty of English casters like uh, yeah. so much that we have quite a few to spare like uh, there's a lot of good casters in Valorant but for I don't know for something like MPL I feel like like what um, Coach Leo from MPL is, keep, keeps on saying sometimes um, they, they, they he says there's a need for English casters for MLBB in particular but it's interesting because there's not really that Problem in other titles like in Valorant, and it, it, how about in Wild Drift Is is there a problem like that in Wild Rift? Huge.
1: I think yeah. for English casters, mm-hmm. there is. I wouldn't say a problem. I just think that we have uh, there's lesser so us compared to the Barcel casters. Mm. So, mm. um, even even when you look at Wild Rift, we we actually get to we actually get a full roster. Mm, yeah. um, but some of them probably you know don't do this uh, full time, so you might not see them for a while. You might not see them for other right. tournaments. Uh, mm. I think some of them are still studying, so so it really depends. Um, I don't know if I should say this. I feel like if this goes out, like people are gonna chop my head off. But <laughs> just to give you guys some context, I think um, casters we do have casters, but quality ones. I think that's where. Uh, you start to see the line in the sand, mm-hmm. right? Because yeah, if you want good ones, you want quality ones. I'm not saying I'm the best. I think I have a lot to learn. But if we want uh, quality ones, that's where you know um, people will start to pick and choose. And if we pick and choose, that's where the numbers the numbers kind of decrease a bit. But if we just want people to fill in the number, we actually have enough. I think that's the state we're in right now. Um, but I don't blame those people. I think some of them just just because this is not their main thing. Um, so there's lesser focus, right? It's lesser focus, um, so it's harder to get them on the same page as as us, like in terms of like we're doing prep and all um it's definitely a struggle and it can be frustrating but that's just how it is you know yeah. everyone has their own choices
0: yeah you know yeah. it is what it is but speaking of casting and uh, the esports scene in general let's dial it back a little bit and talk about the moment where you got hooked into esports like what was that uh, one uh, or tournament or event or whatever that got you into like whoa this is interesting this is something that uh, i want to watch or potentially get into right. in the future in the future
1: mm so i remember this vividly i was 15 mm-hmm. years old 2013 15. okay ti3 ti3 grand oh, final navi yeah. against alliance um that was the tournament i remember watching so so the thing is um where i came from i came from a small town uh, uh in a different state right yeah so mm-hmm. uh we don't know anything about esports so it's kind in fact, of like gaming is rural, it's a hobby
0: it's a rural area would you say
1: yeah, it's a, it's a rural area, yeah. mm. so there's, there's no such thing as esports, gaming is just for fun, the cyber cafes are pretty, you know, run down, because um, mm. we just play games for fun, right? So um, by that time I was a huge Dota fan, uh, Warcraft era, so I was yeah. looking up on guys, I was watching a lot of videos, uh, that time I was like, what, War Dota? The We Are Electric Team song, yeah, you know? yeah. Asia, right? uh, <laughs> yeah, and then there's the WCG, the World Cyber Games, you know, just another yeah, one. That's and ancient. then, uh, uh, China is the strongest region, I think, mm. at, at that time. You know, I think the, the the team that won the one that I watched was uh, was Nirvana China, Nirvana CN, and there's like players like Banana Joe's. So it was a very very old times, but I watched TI three, and I was like, this looks very fun. Enough. Well, fun in the sense that it's very interesting. Like I enjoy the cast a lot. I enjoy the energy. Um, and and I I was I'm someone that really loves to uh, to perform to speak. Like I was yeah. very active in school. So I thought to myself, maybe one day I'll do this. Like maybe the chance will roll around. But it never crossed my mind that it would happen in college, yeah. right? Because it was just a fleeting thought. Right. Yeah, but so, it was
0: it was never like I want to do this. So I'm gonna pursue this from.
1: Here. Yeah, it, yeah. It's not like you know when like, I grow up I'm gonna do I, this. Was- <laughs> side question if ever <laughs> if ever it yeah, like, it i'll finish it right mm, like like if, if it happens right if god yeah. god wills it then then i'll do it but yeah uh there was never a point where i'm like right i, I no matter what happens if i hook by crook i have to do it i have to cast uh it was never like that so um the fact that it happened i think it was was quite coincidence i think i'm just very lucky yeah but ti3 was the one that that got me into uh got me really interested into trying out yeah. casting.
2: I want to know too what datums uh, <laughs> what do call this? that moment too for datum because I didn't know even uh, as a friend of datum for a long time yeah. I don't know
0: little, when was Yeah because we were talking about this off broadcast earlier too v and Dash and he said something very very similar to what you said Husky it's super specific <laughs> he was saying I'll, well, I'll, say it, yeah, I'll, I'll say it later yeah <laughs> and for me it's a little bit more weird because I don't remember when I started getting into e- esports 'Cause as far as I remember, so I got into I got I started playing well technically I've been playing games ever since I can remember. Like back in the day um when I was like I don't know eight years old, I, I would play in my dad's office computer like Y eight, Y three, if you if you even have that if, you, if that was ever a thing in Malaysia. I
1: I, I do like so my my dad <laughs> used to run a cyber cafe. Mm, mm. That's how I go into video games. Yeah yeah yeah. So my, my my dad actually me too my dad runs a computer <laughs> <laughs> yeah, basically, so the first like... game I played was Age of Empires mm. that was the very first game I got into so it has a very special place in my heart Age of Empires
2: oh ok I remember yeah yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. so Age of Empires 1, 2, 3 and now, and now 4 is out Yeah. Um, there's this one more like army game that I don't know what the name was Yeah. definitely not Halo nor Call of Duty but it's, it's something like a wartime game um, then there's this card game that he found. Warrock. Uh, Crossfire. I, I know, don't. I do not remember. <laughs> <Have> you
2: played <laughs> or something like that. There's a lot of what are yeah. you call those types of games before. RTS games. R- T- yeah. The so days. they were the thing. Yeah. <laughs> in so,
1: computer cafes. The, the very first PC game was Age of Empires. But the very first game that really like sucked me in was Maple Story. And the interesting really? thing is. Oh, so so he runs a computer shop, right? So he does like mm. Repairs repair services. Yeah. So his employee his employees play MapleStory Story, at least one of them play. MapleStory. And <laughs> I remember back back in the days when you want to register for an AJSoft uh, uh account, you need to be of a certain age. And I wasn't at that age. <laughs> I can't fake it because I, I don't even have an identification card yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. even have my IC yet, right? So yeah. I would borrow his account to play. Um and I remember so his account name. Um, is a cheat code from Warcraft Greed is good Greed? What? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, and the class that he was playing I think was one of the sh- well one of the hardest class to play it was a mage mm. Yeah because at that time mages were just impossible. like magicians are impossible to play like you need a, a- Patience of Buddha to be able to train magicians because it's that rough. But it was You're the good era of Maple Story. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, anyway, so so, so that was like how it, how I started gaming, I guess.
0: Um, back back to my story.
1: <laughs> so, yeah, I, f-
0: I just remember being a fan of SKT. At like 2016, 2017, when they had their. um, They started late. And no, I know. I know because I I only started getting into esports when I started playing League in 2013, even though I've been playing for some time. I was playing Skyrim, I played a lot of GTA San Andreas when I didn't have my own PC yet. I was a cyber cafe boy. And. Yeah, so I got into esports late, but I don't remember that specific moment where I was like, whoa, this is interesting because it's like I've always known it's existed, but for some reason I just got hooked like uh, eventually and then got aboard the SKT hype train and then I never really uh, esports was never really something that I I was like I wanted to pursue it's kind of like husky this is not something like okay I'm gonna pursue this this is very this is very very interesting I'm gonna fit in like a glove no I I was like yeah, that's pretty cool. SKT, yeah, go. But uh <laughs> would I would I work there in the future? I couldn't have possibly imagined, but hey, 20 what? 2020 was that it when I first casted because because huge asked me to and here we are. <laughs> hey. I don't even I don't even, I don't remember the exact moment, but it was it was definitely worlds. It was worlds for me. Worlds. It was 2016 or 2017.
2: Back in a uh, bit of a background for Husky, worlds was a thing in in the cyber cafes that we're playing in when we were in college, mm. mm-hmm. everybody watches worlds. <laughs> For some reason, everybody knows what's happening, yeah. even after class and after I get back to to the cyber cafe. Even during I class. Ask even won- during yeah, class. <laughs> yeah, even during class, I ask who won, who won the game. They know. They tell me. They tell me what happened. I was like, oh, these are my people. I love this
1: place. <laughs> but, yeah. So it's yeah. the same as us. We have worlds watch party, and, and so I remember, I remember. Um, the the year that Samsung Galaxy won. Mm. Season four. The, yeah, season four, right? The yeah. the, the the ruler, various Flash R yeah. and Faker yeah. Cries and all that. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. so we had so we had the watch party for the grand finals. It was in a mm-hmm. cinema. So like they, they booked out the entire cinema. Well, yeah, that, that one specific cinema. then they Look. would they would broadcast it. And um because we were still under arena, right? And and mm. they, they were very nice to give us the opportunity to host the watch party. So uh, I think there was like four of us, um, me, contra Gideon, and then one one guy called Sajit, uh, Frostfire. Uh, he's not active anymore, um, but that, essentially, if you look at my Facebook cover photo, uh, the guy with the beard, that's him. Like the four of us, uh, very tight knit gang. We started mm-hmm. together. Um, obviously, we, we uh, he went on a different path. So we we had the host. Uh, so two cinema halls were booked up, uh, booked yeah. out. So you know we split two to two, and. Uh I remember just watching Worlds and like I think I was asking for prediction, right? So of course everyone is like yeah SKT is gonna win this. Yeah. And yeah. then that's me, I'm like, no, SKT will win this. <laughs> I like SKT but I think it's time for a change. then they win trio. And I'm like, oh. Well, oh, <laughs> yeah. I'm right. Oh. But I also know that if I walk out the cinema first, someone is gonna kidnap me, so that's <laughs> I'll stay I'll stay here you know like uh, you, you guys can grieve you guys can grieve you guys can yeah, weep, you know? I'll be like, here I'm happy <laughs> I got yeah, it right I, 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 I just let it just, just feel just feel your emotions you know like I, I'm, I'm happy that SSG won but you know like part of me was very <laughs> sad because cried you know so that, like that was a, interesting yeah, that time. was also
2: a, gr- a grieving moment but when you saw Faker cry mm. during that, those I was like oh man even though I, even though SSG won really well during that I was like oh man the goat just cried yeah, I, yeah. I I remember <laughs> like
1: that was a very defining moment because uh, I, when I saw when I saw that that, that shot I was like uh, it, it, it kind of uh, it kind of reinforced you know my, my beliefs that you know these players like a lot of people don't know mm. what these players are yeah. behind the scenes right yeah. and, then, and I think like it made it feel a bit better that now I, I was covering all of the teams locally. Uh, whether people are receptive to it or not, I think that's another story. But the fact that you know I, I was doing it, and I was able to do it, and they were willing to talk to me, I think that is a a very uh, important moment, a very important yeah. phase of of uh, I think my early career. Mm.
2: I think after that, um, people in the media in EU and then they just started humanizing these players. That is when. Mm. i think that is when they had a lot of interviews with faker too because that is when we knew a lot about him more what does he feel he's like a robot yeah honestly, yeah, yeah. exactly right? yeah, <laughs> because because before
0: i remember uh, in those days faker yeah. was just a face there wasn't you, you don't even know his you don't even know his voice you know you don't know his personality he was just this yeah
1: he's this very quiet kid mm. Yeah. That is just super good at the game. Yeah, exactly. Like at a very young age, he is regarded as the best player in the world, and I still think he is right now. You know, uh, even if yeah, he yeah. isn't, even though even let's say one day his mechanics that doesn't match up to uh, upcoming talents, uh, the fact that he left a legacy at such a young age, I think that's the most mm. impressive thing. Um, you know, you can look at him and be like, "I'm uh, uh, from NA, probably Bjergsen right on TSM for a yeah. very long time." Uh, the difference being that Faker has won Worlds before. <laughs> Yeah, he's actually, <laughs> and and he is still with SKT. I think I think that's how the main difference. But, you know, you I, get the interesting
2: idea. thing though. I think Faker is a household name in, in is, South in, Korea. In I, South Korea, I mean, yeah. even the old people, even the your mom and dad, yeah, if yeah, you are in South I, Korea,
1: some random Georgia, uncle. knows. You, you do not have to know what League of Legends is, but you but if anything, you will know who Faker yeah. is, right? Like, yeah. you, you don't watch any games, you don't play the yeah. game, you don't do anything. People say League of Legends, oh Faker. I think yeah. that's Our the team. That's the most yeah. impressive part uh, of, of his it's career.
2: Great, great yeah. Speaking me. of uh I forgot to have <laughs> to say my story though. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> <laughs> we got on <okay. laughs> a big tangent after that, but it's okay. Should I should I tell my story or should I not? Let's
0: let's just skip it. Yeah, just tell your story, man. Just just <laughs> how you got hooked into esports. Come on, we're all doing it anyway. We're all doing it. <laughs> okay, okay. So, <laughs> so mine was very
2: specific. I watched League of or rather played League of Legends since season one before season two came out and that is when I think it was second year first year of my high school when people when my friends were like yeah years ago when the meta (laughs) was still Misfortune and Varys in the bot lane that was the peak when I started watching league of legends uh competitive i was a big eu fan back in the fanatic versus gambit so <laughs> that's
1: oh yeah that was the bomb <laughs> every I, time they fight that was the bomb every time i'm and, more of a copium guy because my first video was NA. <laughs> So so the thing is the thing is like i didn't even know that there was an esports scene and I was someone too, who watched actually, up this BG yeah. TI, and I have no, and I have it didn't cross my mind that there was a scene, so I didn't know that there were local leagues uh, in Malaysia. I didn't know that TLC existed. Hmm. Um, I was watching uh, NA, and you know I was a huge Doublelift fan. So TSM back in the days was kind of like yeah. my go-to. But even oh even God. before then, there's you know Dyrus, Dyrus the odd was one, there. Yeah. Uh, Re- Reginald, uh, but obviously Reginald. Reginald is, <laughs> <it's>, uh, <laughs> Yeah, he's kind of. Nah. His name nah, carries nah. different <laughs> weight right now. But yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah, that era. Kid. Um, So I was playing double lift a lot. And obviously, uh, Bjergsen you know, came in, And mm-hmm. then, like, BioFrost. I think that was oh, kind of like the, the but, yeah, golden yeah. era for TSM. Mm-hmm. At least, Loki was sport. still strong
2: back then. Mm-hmm. It was the time in where... Skara was still there. <laughs> I was. Oh, yeah. Man, Skara. The time.
1: Skara now. But of course, like, oh, I man. started when Hotshot GG was, was still playing, you know, Hotshot oh, GG. Right. Remember yeah. that meme, the, the video,
2: Young hot, the hot, the hotshot, Needly Spear GG, or that, that meme. <laughs> I don't
0: remember <laughs> no,
1: Yeah, I, I remember. Like, 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 what Deathfire grabs, you know, AP Scion. That was how. So I started from like season zero. <laughs> I started when when Lee first came out. I was I was on the receiving end of very ridiculous stuff like AP Master Yi, you know, AP oh Sion, so yeah, like AP ten thousand health. <laughs> The yeah. deaf fire and the wriggles lantern, like like all of those. Wriggles <laughs> lantern when,
2: was I don't know, man. Yeah, <laughs> that was when,
1: when League okay. was still at a phase where you can do anything, and I had a friend that plays Timo and Timo only, and I could not understand why. But for some reason, he's just winning with Timo, and like we would post screenshots of our games uh, on on our social media, and then we would ch- we would talk to each other. We were like, "This guy's guy sucks." You know, like, oh my god, what is this team? This guy's we trolling. Went, yeah, this guy's trolling me, like like what is this? And then we we're like, oh I hate AP Mastery, but I, like it's either like it's either like I pick it or someone else picks it or we ban it. And if someone else picks A P Master Yi, we just like, oh right, GG, you know, like like thirty minutes in, the game is over, like we just stay in base. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so so those were fun yeah. times. Yeah. Um. Yeah. When no one was taking it seriously, at least I I wasn't taking it as seriously. Uh. It was very. Uh, it was very fun because we just played. Yeah. Uh. And we just played. Play, we just messed around. Queue up. Yeah after university after high school yeah. after going to school Friday my favorite was definitely Twitch. Twitch I think Twitch was my favorite champion mm. when you can still run slash and on Twitch right. so like you, you would take ambush at level 1 and then you, you hide in the brush and then like you know back in the days people loved to face check right so they just walk yeah. in you get a first loot and you just win yeah. the lane and that was a fun time
2: <laughs> <laughs> my first my first penta was with Twitch I remember <laughs> it's very specific I didn't even know how I got the penta and that I was I, I just bought R attack <laughs> and then I got a Penta I was like what just happened uh, I didn't know what just happened but back to my story though back to my story <laughs> I started with that with the fanatic versus Gambit mm. thing and I started with esports wanting to pursue it I mm. wanted to be a pro player right. when I was when I was with esports I was just halfway there i became a collegiate player i wasn't able to pursue oh, were, professional. Were, these boys were crazy. oh my
0: god <laughs> they were crazy.
2: Yeah, I was, we were playing a lot of the that that was the reason why we were saying that we we're always in the cyber cafe because we we're just practicing we have a tournament the next day or at least we need a community tournament to help us practice that was a lot of things all together when i was still a collegiate player and it was still in my mind then after some time i think I was like, I was 20. I was 18. I was 17. I was like, I'm getting old. I don't want to do this anymore. 18, I don't want to. I'm I, don't, getting I don't old. No, no, no. Because because Whoa. when you're a player and that's you're true, like a pro player, I can't move as as I was before. And I was like, uh, damn, damn it, I'm move. I'm reaching
1: 20 years old. I can't, I can't do it.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> that's,
2: that's just how I felt. Honestly, I, that's just how I felt when when that time came in. I was like, mm. do I want to continue these or do I want to go somewhere in esports too that I can do? while i'm still loving the game not but like a pro player i don't want to play games like 12 hours eight hours a day but i can do it by studying the game more and that was right. that was when i got to shoutcast yeah
0: and i feel like a factor of that too is because our uni wasn't really supportive of,
1: of uh no, they are progress they, they are question mark work are they i mean i think it, it did take a while for uh I think, I think it's a natural process. you know. Back yeah. in the days, it wasn't as yeah. prevalent. So a lot of like educational institutions don't see it as a serious thing. It's, it's the same here. Mm. Though we do yeah. have... At, at that time, I think we have one university called Asia Pacific University. Yeah. They were the first college to offer, I think, an esports course or something. And they have a dedicated esports team. And then uh, we have a, a couple more other colleges that has that. So the, the, the two biggest eSports team in League of Legends b- collegiate scene back then was from mm-hmm. uh, the Asia Pacific U and uh, Taylor's University. So they have this long-standing rivalry. Every time there's a collegiate tournament under Garena, it's always them. Um I think oh, yeah. I think like uh APU has always won. Um and then the year that I hosted the year that I casted for it was the year that Taylors beat them mm. uh, yeah, and it was it was really interesting because like uh, at that time when Taylors beat them like you can feel the rivalry like AP hey, were not happy like, oh my god we lost uh, but 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 when you look back but I remember I looked back at the game and it was like yeah well um, hate to say it but Taylor is just a better team <gasps> that year you know
2: uh There's always that that time for esports teams in where this meta really doesn't sit well to them, or at least it's hard for them to adapt to it. And it's the reason why they are quote unquote weaker. That yeah,
1: that was a meta where Taric ult became like an invulnerability. (laughs) invulnerability? Oh man, yeah, so like. Yeah, and I remember the exact reason that that APU uh, lost that game. Like, like when that, when it happened, I knew that the game was over. Was mm-hmm. like they were trying to contest Baron, yeah. and Taric out was like three, four seconds away. And they didn't wait, they just went in without oh, the ult and they lost no. the fight. Oh, oh my god. Nah. Yeah. Obviously they, they were not happy when uh they were not happy that they lost. And I was writing like uh <laughs> I was doing write-ups about it, right? So so I, I mentioned that specific moment. And I remember and that was the first time I was like, oh my goodness, esports is is no joke. Like like these people like some of those people would will, will literally go after you. Cause so what I wrote was that um, unfortunately, uh, this player spent a lot of time dying rather than oh. playing the game <laughs> They're not gonna <laughs> and, take that lightly so, uh, uh. Admittedly, I could've worded it better <laughs> but, the, but, the, but the context was something like It was getting picked off a lot, right? Mm-hmm. And it was a target player And, and I, I remember like before I write, r- wrote about that, that Baron fight I rewatched it a lot of times just to make sure that I get everything right mm. And the article got published and the next day I heard from my supervisor That uh, They were lo- oh They were trying to uh, <laughs> Sue me for defamation oh And I was my- like oh. I was like, what? <laughs> like, what? <laughs> like, what did I do? And they're like Oh, they didn't like how you write about the tea Suing you? Know, so you? Defam- <laughs> you know, oh I was like Oh my god And then And it was just me, like, what? A few months in And I just they're like What the hell? And 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 then And then And then it came the next question Like, like what are you going to do? And I was like uh, I, I guess I'll apologize, you know. Like if, but but I just want to make it clear that I've watched it every single time. Mm. I've I watched it many times, in fact. And if they want to sit down with me and go through the whole footage, I gladly do so because I'm hundred percent confident that what I saw and what I wrote was correct. But admittedly, I agree some things could have worded better. You know, I just started it out. But defamation, really? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, they, they exactly. It a, they dropped still, it the day after. Do <laughs> <job. anyway, laughs> because they were like this guy was trash talking us this guy was talking crap about us you know like and he was he was he was making us look really bad you know we have a reputation to keep <laughs> and I was like no <laughs> like you guys shoot a game and that's, yeah. that's final
0: yeah <laughs> yeah we've been talking a lot <laughs> about um, League of Legends but uh, you Husky uh, you're or, or all of us here are we all cast many different titles right but for you personally well, you cast uh, Valorant uh, Wild Rift uh, uh, Dota Dota to, um which one for you is the most challenging to cast?
1: Whoa, most challenging, huh? Yeah. I think I I think Dota is probably the most challenging mm. overall. Most challenging, most complicated. Um and because it was when I started Dota uh, casting it was a year after I started casting League. Mm-hmm. But I've been playing Dota since Dota one, I think like like this, yeah. this year clocks like my sixteenth year or something. <laughs> Um, it was very complicated But I yeah. think um, the, I think the challenge Makes it really fun Because yeah. Of the intricacies So when oh. I got into League of Legends uh, It was easy for me To pick up a lot of The basic concepts Because it, it, it does Carry over um, yeah. And I think like, Both games have Their own uh, nuances But if I have to pick one I think Dota Still Dota Uh, as a game uh, and also, you know, uh, as someone who cast it.
0: Yeah. Mm. Dota is just a completely different beast. I mean, just learning... Oh, sorry. Just learning the game alone is...
1: uh... (sighs) Yeah, I think it's really fun though. Like, like I think the most rewarding thing about Dota is that once you actually get a hang of something, it feels really rewarding. Yeah, um, yeah. kind of like how in, in Valorant you practice some lineups, right, and then mm, you get yeah. that lineup correct. It, it feels so rewarding and it pays off, right? You get this Molly lineup that wins you the round. You get this insane Sova Dart that you know pings like four people, like like all these things. Um, I think it's the same As Dota um, Obviously it's not Something as flashy As you know uh, Sending out a utility You know To win a round But it's more of uh, Knowing the fundamentals Right It's all these Like camp stacking Creep pool Creep block Last it denies it. It's very rewarding for those who who get the hang of it, and it's really yeah. frustrating if you're on the receiving end of it. Like like if you're leading into a losing matchup and the guy just denies your entire wave, and you're just like, I don't get go, I don't get XP. What do I do in my life? I okay, guess I will just yeah. go die, you know, like this kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, and and it encourages at some point it does encourage you to die in lane, just to soak up pressure. Like mm. the off laners, like yeah, I don't really need much resources, and sometimes it's it, it's okay to die, right? So. <laughs> It, it, it tests Like all these Fundamentals But it also um, you know Prizes your brain On like making decisions Like should I die here Like how do I work I think Vision game is Yeah If I have to say Way more complicated Well I think way more Is an overstatement Just uh, just more complicated yeah. than, than League of Legends And Wild Rift uh, The yeah, Vision I mean, game alone Yeah, yeah. So, like, It's like,
2: a big map It's a big map I yeah. think I have a, a thousand hours In Dota And <laughs> I don't know I think until now I don't know a lot of things about
1: it. It's like <laughs> yeah, I just that's the thing, it. right? Yeah, you can, for, you, can, you can you can win two TIs and still have something you don't know about the game. Right. right? That's just, that's just right. how crazy it is. I that's think it's same. the same for League mm. of Legends for any other mobiles out there because of the sheer the sure complexity and and how Dash, vast though. it is, right? Literally. Yeah, and then the meta shifts. Mm. Um I think like for Dota alone. Uh the, the I can like, name ten things off the top of my head that mm. other mobiles probably don't have or probably have, but just a few of it. Yeah. Uh, obviously that was the era where people were comparing Dota to League of Legends, you know, it's <laughs> like, oh this <laughs> game is better, but it's, it's for, for be me that cool. yeah, I played both of them, I think they're both fun. It really comes out to what you want yeah, and it really comes yeah. out to what you're looking for.
0: Yeah. Uh,
1: okay. And also League is more newbie friendly.
0: For that's sure. true. That and is more true. colorful. Sure, that is true. Sure. more colorful. Okay, I'm sensing a bit of bias here, Husky, <laughs> but that's true. But I don't disagree. That is true. Um, we're nearing uh, the last parts of our uh, podcast here. So, last questions for Husky here. Dash.
2: Hmm. What can I say? Mm, do you have like a? Do you have like <laughs> a pet peeve? When watching one for watching other casters and two are working for with, your co yeah, yeah. Uh,
0: working with your co-cast.
1: Right, so wait, so pet peeve again okay, like towards co casters, watching yeah, are watching and them, watching, yeah.
0: watching other casters.
1: Yeah. Watching other people like, cast, and, and also myself is is that Yeah, it's okay, it's okay. Right, right. Oh man. My pet peeve, I guess I guess it's very simple. it's just mm-hmm. um be professional on set. Do your homework. I think. I think my biggest pet peeve is people not doing their homework. Um, I've had experience watching that. I've uh, mm. ex- experience working with people who weren't as prepared as mm-hmm. they should have been, and you can feel the difference. You can see the difference, and it's really frustrating. I think on set um, when you're working with someone who is just not prepared, yeah, that uh, yeah. uh, you go into a test and you didn't study the night before. That's how it feels like, right? You. Mm. And, and and i can. it's like a, an exam
2: with... you have a partner on your exam and your partner didn't yeah, study for it
1: <laughs> yeah cuz right now you are try, you are trying to carry your own weight and then you are trying mm. to feed you're trying to spoon feed your partner yeah and mm. it's not to say that i don't like doing it it's, it's uh, i i don't mind doing it but i think too much of it really uh, that's where it starts to get you know, frustrating. I, th- I think a lot of casters also uh, probably have that experience somewhere down the road, and they just don't like the feeling. Um, like I have some friends, that, uh, some people that I'm friends with in real life, but um, when I work with them, if they don't do enough prep, I can feel it and, and I will talk to them afterwards. Cause I think it's really important to be professional and, uh, and be prepared. And that's something I have to learn the hard way across these years as well. Because uh, I, 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 I definitely wasn't the best. Um, I think, I think, uh, from a public figure standpoint, I've done a lot of stuff, said a lot of stuff that I think, in this day and age, would have gotten me removed. But I think I, I was very fortunate to have a support system that is willing to, like, sit me down and be like, "Hey, don't, don't, don't be an idiot, you know, like, mm. don't, don't do this, and keep me in the game." Yeah. Um, but obviously All of that comes with a price I think that's A very big Big point of reflection For me And it's also a pet peeve That I think I've been carrying it Until now Like when I watch My own cast I was I'm very self-conscious Even when I'm casting Like if I'm, I'm Doing my job I'm very self-conscious If I stutter If I say something wrong If I miss out something If I if I make a call and I and right afterwards I realise that oh I could have done better than that uh, so I was very self-conscious and I still am and I think too much of it does affect me negatively you know like it's, you start questioning yourself like you start being less confident so it took me a while to find that balance so like uh, now after every cast I will listen to the broadcast maybe not the whole thing because it's like a couple of hours but I will listen to like a specific mm, game or yeah. a specific moment um, that, that I feel like That i want to listen to and see what i can learn Uh, i will listen to other casters and and see what i can learn from them whether to do or whether not to do Um, i try to do more prep try to do more practice but yeah it i think all of this came with a price especially like my conduct uh in in these past few years like Mm. i burned some bridges um i've made i've left bad taste in a lot of people's mouth uh, that i'm still trying to repair but Obviously, you know some things. Uh, some things when they've happened, they've happened, right? Yeah. And
2: mm-hmm.
1: uh, I just gotta accept the fact that I wasn't the best, the best guy. So I think right now, it's all it's all about just being professional, just uh, being ready, and uh, and keep improving. I think that's the that's the best way to put it
0: yeah i mean that's so, the biggest thing right you learn from your mistakes and it's important to have that yeah. support system behind I your think back very
1: very hard it's a very harsh lesson mm. i wish i didn't have to go through all the, all of that like i i i always believe that uh you know you live and you learn mm. but at the same time i'm a guy that learns things the hard way uh you know like i i would always think that, oh this is fine and then something bad happens i'm like oh my god i should have done that uh and and that was true across the years um so yeah and, and i i believe that they are finally catching up to me whether good or bad so uh, i just have to kind of deal with it in the correct way you know, just move on from it just be better uh, and hopefully things turn out great yeah uh, but obviously wouldn't have happened without the support system i have whether it's my co-casters whether it's uh my friends whether it's you know the uh the people i work with um sometimes they see me go overboard and they're just like hey bad dog you know don't do it (laughs) yeah you're about to mess up like you're you're making a big time you know like here's a yellow card you do it again i'm gonna you know it's a red card and and you're out you know this kind of thing
0: yeah it's really nice to get that slap in the face every once in a while right but um we're down to the last question here husky and i have my left oh sorry yeah you go first you go before i give it to you okay Okay.
2: (laughs) last question husky do you have like an ultimate tip to beginner casters mm, yeah or oh, someone who wants to start out for me yes. well i think just a one sentence step you have some
1: <laughs> one sentence huh oh okay one sentence uh,
2: it <laughs> no, sounds no, no, very I cliche mean, one sentence then explain if, if you want <laughs> all right, right
1: okay well well the uh it's very cliche but just do it uh, mm, i I believe that first yeah. of all, so so the reasoning for this is very straightforward first of all there's nothing to lose like yeah. uh, you can try it out. If it's True. not for you, you can leave. If you want to come back, you can. Second yeah. of all, uh, watching ten thousand people, ten thousand casts, is not going to help you before you start casting. Like you just have to try it out. Pull up a random vod. It could be you with your friends. It could be a professional game. Mute the audio mm. and just cast over it. You yeah. know. Um, and of course, you know, connect with people, talk to them, and slowly learn from there. Yeah. I, I think that's the that's the best part. Cause there's no barrier of entry anyone can cast the game yeah. um, but it's when you want to when you decide that alright I want to take this a step further I want to be on camera that's where you know you gotta put in the effort but if you just want to try out then go ahead yeah. you know there's, there's no harm to it and of course just uh, keep learning and uh, overcome one of the biggest challenges that a lot of uh, new faces uh, face is listening to your own voice you would hate it yeah. but you gotta do it yeah yeah
0: yeah, absolutely agree. You you just have to start doing it. I mean, we had I had no idea I could cast, but
1: I hated so. my voice for years. Yeah, me too. Yeah. My, my voice is Same. a bit high, more high pitched, especially on broadcast, right? So I don't have the that that deep bass that, that mm. you know people love. Everybody to. Welcome to. back. Yeah, yeah. So like every time I listen back, back there, <laughs> I'm like, oh my god, I I sound like something doesn't sound right. Like I wish I had that voice, but you know. And then then, of course over the years I realized it's not about having a certain voice yeah. obviously it does give you a minor itch but it's how you use your voice exactly mm. and I think that's that's something that's really important as well yeah. take care of your voice okay
0: uh, down to the last question here Husky so we started with how you got started in esports it was a big decision back in 2020 to go full time now what i'd like to ask you is what is that next big decision going to be because i feel like things are starting to change back towards that norm Lockdowns slowly getting lifted so there's a lot more options available for everyone so what do you think is going to be the next big decision or big step for husky
1: uh i think i think what's always been on my mind is that the day that I decided to uh, fit, uh, you know, finish this casting journey, I would go behind the scenes and do production. It's something mm. that I studied in college. It's something that I'm very interested and passionate about. Um, other than that, probably do content, which is something that I've always wanted to do, but you know, mm. I don't have the discipline to do it. So it's this tug of war between, I want to mm. do it, but ah, I'm so lazy. I want <laughs> I to sleep, that. you know? Yeah, yeah so <laughs> I think uh, other than that, it's just full-time casting. I think, you know, if there's anything, I I want to count my blessings and I want to um, do this for as long as I can and uh, and build things up, you know, like even so like if if one day if I have to uh, leave and all um, I might not be the most popular and all of that but I want to leave on a good note and I want to leave knowing that I have done all I can uh, and have no regrets. Yeah, I think that's the... That's the next big step. Nah, that's yeah. pretty.
0: That's nice. so very nice. Um, any last uh, plugs you want to give? And what? What? Where can we see Husky next?
1: Well, you can follow me on my social media account uh, at, at husky, H-U-S-K-K-I-E-E on Instagram, on Twitter. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't. I do stream on Twitch, but I don't stream often enough, so you can ignore that. But yeah, just <laughs> follow me on social media. I am yeah. uh, active, but uh, I don't post much. Well, not as mm-hmm. much. It would be great if if you guys give it a follow. And and of course, I think uh, keep growing, keep learning, stay humble, be professional.
0: Yeah. Well, uh, that's it for our episode this week. Uh, Husky, ladies and gents, uh, make sure to follow his socials, guys. He is everywhere. He's at every esports event out there. Again, this is Nightfall with Dash Datum and our guest Husky. See you guys again in the next one. Until then, subscribe. Bye-bye.